0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chris. Hey everybody. Today may be the shortest reading we've ever done, I think.
1: It could be. It could, and it could it easily be. it could also double as like a European travel show. I feel like it's it's Rick. We should have Rick Steves on today. The Travel Channel, right now. It just yeah. I love travel, so maybe that's why I'm like it's like a travel log. We do not make
0: it out of Acts 27. Uh, So we that that's the reading today. The reading is just Acts 27. Um, Paul is being taken from uh, Agrippa and Festus uh, to Rome. He's going to change ships a few times. He's going to go through several different ports and all
1: kinds of things, Um, and he's going to end up wrecked. Yes it's actually it's interesting to me paul among his many talents seems to know quite a bit about sailing
0: i mean enough that he's telling everybody what to do
1: <laughs> yes yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny you, you read this sometimes and you're like so would they have appreciated paul's advice here and then later on he kind of says i told you so you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> should have listened to me um anyway he, he i mean he was right they they did end up shipwrecked so uh, one of the things
0: here i mean it's it's If you're not into shipwreck stories, this is not a super compelling read or listen. Um, But one thing you can take away from this, it is a a case that can be made for the uh, accuracy, like the historical accuracy of the Bible. Uh, Luke is writing about these different cities and ports and islands that they go from place to place to place. Uh, And when historians look at what he has written, it is clearly written by someone who understands sailing at that time. Uh, as well as ports and cities. So when Luke says there's a city at the edge of this place, there is. And when he talks about, you know, the winds going one direction and the the sailors wanting to go up certain coastlines, like that is how they did it. So this is not you, – you cannot read this and say, oh,
1: this is some weird
0: made-up story, mm-hmm. uh, because it is in line with a lot of trade routes and stuff that would have existed at that time.
1: It is – it's a great um, – these facts build our confidence. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I remember one time in Bible school, we had an archaeologist that would talk to us about the book of Joshua. But one thing he said, he said, geography doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, cities are where cities are and valleys are where v- valleys are and rivers are where they are. So when you see this, it seems like very minor details, but it just helps the the accuracy, the his- historicity, like all of these things that just give us even more reason to put our trust in this. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, geography doesn't change. The islands are where they are, and the ship routes are where they are. And we can still see some of those places today.
0: Yeah. So one of the things we kicked around yesterday uh, is, did Paul make the right choice? Today, what we'll see is an angel actually appears to Paul and says, hey, I promise you, you will stand before Caesar. So It's kind of hard to make the case that that he made a mistake.
1: <laughs> I would agree. we were
0: reading that out loud, I was like, "Well, oh, that settles that. You know? Unless God was like, oh, well, all right, get down there and tell him it'll be okay. Well, now he we did it, but okay. <laughs> uh, so he he's assured that this will happen. They do, I, I guess it's a bit of a cliffhanger today. They end up shipwrecked
1: on an island. It is. Who knows what's going to happen? It's, this is like uh, Survivor. Survivor. Paul's on the island, and he's about to get voted out. He's kind
0: off. of a bossy prisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice that the the captain of these people decide not to kill all the prisoners because <laughs> he just likes Paul, I guess.
1: Definitely an interesting story.
0: Uh, perhaps because he's bound for Caesar. You're not allowed to just execute people that are promised
1: to stand before Caesar, I would guess. Well, maybe tomorrow we'll see if anybody gets voted off the island.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, we'll see you again tomorrow. Bye. Acts 27, starting in verse 1. When the time came, we set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was from Adamatrium on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course, so we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coasts of Sicilia and Pamphylia, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia. There, the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty, we finally neared Nidus. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fair Havens near the town of Lassia. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and to the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix farther up the coast of Crete to spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength, called a nor'easter, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kauda, where where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship and strengthened it. They were afraid of being driven across the sandbars off Sirtis, off the African coast, so they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, the gale force wind continued to bather the ship. The crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me And he said, Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island.
1: About midnight on the 14th night of the storm, as we were being driven across the Sea of Adria, the sailors sensed land was near. They dropped a weighted line and found that the water was 120 feet deep. But a little later, they measured again and found it was only 90 feet deep. At this rate, they were afraid that we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put out anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the sailors cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You've been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks. He said, Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your heads will perish. Then he took some bread, gave thanks to God before all of them, broke off a piece, and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo of wheat overboard. When the morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. So they cut off the anchors and let them in the sea. Then they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed towards shore. But they hit a shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump aboard overboard first and make for land. The others held onto planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore.